Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 310, Drink Until You Podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your weekend going? How the hell was your week? Uh, Early morning 2024. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm the first one to record a podcast in 2024. Um, Drinking my twisted tea. Uh, My traditional twisted tea. Uh, I'm out here in West Texas, out here visiting my daughter, dude. What a great drive. I gotta say, um, all the, I was just listening to like Native American, uh, mainly Comanche stuff on YouTube, like different videos people have made. Uh, I wish I knew this guy's channel because I would totally shout him out. He was doing this awesome thing to where he was narrating the story of uh, different battles the Comanche had. And he would actually go to the places and film himself live and, you know, the little sites that were marked and everything. Made a whole 30-minute video just driving all over Texas. I think some into Oklahoma, too. Uh, Just fascinating. I talked about this probably a good year ago. Um, Empire of the the Summer Moon, I think the the name of the book was, uh, which is an awesome book, man. It's just, it, it gives you kind of a different perspective on uh, what was going on, you know, how the Comanche came to came to power, pretty much. Um, and it's just weird to think, like, driving in my car, you know, if I was riding a horse back in the day, if I was riding through, obviously there would be no highway. If I was riding through, I think I've said this before, too, um, and I was caught by the Comanche, uh, they would have skinned my ass, dude. Like, <laughs> it's fucking crazy to think. Uh, they, they would not have been friendly to me. They weren't friendly to anybody that was in their territory. Uh, huge battles everywhere. It's just, it's fascinating, dude. There's so many sites. I want to visit a couple of sites. So yeah, I'm here in West Texas visiting my daughter for the holidays. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Enjoying my time with her. Um, dude, I'll tell you this, dude, (laughs) she's in her, her Barbie phase. And, uh, I got her one of those whatever, Barbie dream house things, dude, putting that thing together, uh, that puts fucking any, I, I've put together a bunch of Ikea furniture in my day, that puts Ikea to shame putting together one of those dollhouses, I mean, it's complicated, fucking confusing as shit, um, just organizing the million pieces, this box probably weighed a good 50 pounds, it's made of wood, I mean, it's a, it's a, but I, I got it together for the most part. It's like 90% together. There's still little knickknacks and things I didn't put together, but she loved it. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. Doing a little traveling. Holiday is almost over for me. Uh, if you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. Dirty Sam drinking twisted tea. I, I think you guys just assume I, I already am. So cheers. It's blistering cold too, man. Um, Let's go ahead and talk about it. The controversial Dallas Cowboys win. Uh, I've looked into it a little bit more. Turns out the the Cowboys players are are speaking on it a little bit more now. Um, I actually didn't get to watch the game. I didn't see any of the game. I forgot they were playing. I guess it was Saturday. So I didn't get to see any of the game. And, uh, but I heard about the controversy. We win by a single point. Thank God. I know Detroit, uh, been looking really, really good this year. 
so it came down, I guess, to the final play, the two-point conversion. And uh, they throw it to one of their linemen. And it's considered an illegal touch because he didn't... Um, I'm not going to say the right word. I almost said register. He's not a voter, Chris. Um, is that the right word? He didn't mark himself as eligible, an eligible receiver. Um, he's uh, number 68 on the lines is the one who caught the ball. But what what's being said... I don't know how much truth there is to this, but number 70, uh, the lineman for the Detroit Lions, was the eligible receiver, not number 68. So they uh, they run the play. They throw the ball to number 68. He's not eligible. Therefore, game over. The end. And, you know, all the Detroit fans and, and all the Cowboys haters are jumping all over this. Oh, it's the refs versus the Lions. The the Lions had to beat the Cowboys. And the, it's like, come on, dude. I loved this one comment I read. He's like, so wait a minute. <laughs> the refs have been fucking the Cowboys for the past who knows how many weeks. But all of a sudden, they get this wild hair to help the Cowboys win a game, a crucial game in their season. Uh, that doesn't make any sense logically that why would you do that? Why would you, if if there is a conspiracy, which I, you know, I believe there is. You know, I, I believe the NFL is rigged. That's why I don't bet on that shit. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not betting on whoever Joe Blow's favorite is up in the top of the NFL. Whoever is making these um, these calls happen. Obviously, it's the refs, but, you know, there's some outside influence. You can, you can kind of tell. It's it's strange, dude. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm never going to bet on the NFL. Hockey, I will bet on. Baseball, I will bet on. NBA, no, they lost their chance <laughs> years ago uh, with that ref that was, I can't remember what team he was helping or what team he helped. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you know, you got Pete Rose in baseball too. He was, he was throwing games. I don't think players are doing that anymore. I could be wrong. There's a lot of players. I just feel like out of the four major sports, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, the MLB, um, I feel like the NHL and the MLB are the most like real, you know, the NFL is just fucking weird, dude. Like I get why people would say that about the Cowboys, and the refs helping them and all this and that. Just logically, it doesn't make sense with the weeks we've had in the past where we've gotten screwed. And, you know, Micah Parsons has gotten held like every fucking play and they don't call. It's like, you know, it, 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 that just doesn't make any sense. But uh, I do believe the NFL is rigged. You know, I, I'm never putting money down on it. It's not. No, I'm not doing it. Um, so yeah, you, you got the haters coming out of the woodwork and, you know, we shouldn't have won that game. And I mean, from what I heard, from what I read, and these are just comments, I'm not reading articles, <laughs> so take it for what it is. Uh, Detroit grossly outplayed my Cowboys, which is, I mean, I've been watching the Cowboys week to week, not hard to believe, you know, with the kind of season Detroit's having. Um, they pl outplayed my Cowboys and we, we barely scraped by, we barely squeaked out the win. Um, but here we are. But yeah, that's that's what I heard about number sixty-eight uh, offensive lineman and number seventy offensive lineman for the for the Lions. Uh, seventy registered. I'm just gonna say registered for lack of a better word as the eligible receiver, not number sixty-eight. Therefore, when the ball went to sixty-eight for the pass to the end zone, he was illegal. They called it an illegal touch. 
is how the ref said it, which made me feel very uncomfortable. But that, whatever. It is what it is. That's what they call it. So let's go ahead and look at the standings for the NFL here. Uh, let's go through the games real quick. Packers over the Vikings, 33-10. to Broncos. Look at my Broncos. Uh, 16-9 to over the Chargers. They're not going to do anything. Uh, Chiefs bouncing back. Where did that game just go? Uh, over the Bengals, 25-17. to uh, Steelers over the Seahawks, 30-23. to 49ers once again uh, beating a hated division rival of mine, the Commanders, 27-10. to 10. Uh, Rams over the Giants, another divisional foe, 26-25. to 25. The Rams win. Thank you for that. Uh, Colts over the Raiders, 23-20. to 20. After beating the Chiefs, the Raiders are going to lose to the Colts? Wow. That's unreal. Uh, Panthers getting shut out. Couldn't even kick a field goal, dude. 26-0. Jaguars beat the Panthers. Oh, this is one of the games I meant to watch, and I didn't get to watch it. Uh, Cardinals, Eagles. Thank you, Cardinals. Cardinals winning 35-31. to uh, Dude, I swear to God, with the Cowboys and the, the Eagles, it's like we're both trying to give this damn division away, dude. We're just so inconsistent. Ah, man. And that's from a couple of years removed of us being the best division. You know, when the Eagles won the championship, we had the best division. They were the toughest to beat. Uh, thank you, Cardinals. 35-31. Bills on their on their streak, 27-21 uh, to 21 over the Patriots. Saints over the Buccaneers, 23-13. to 13. Ravens, good Lord, doing work on the Dolphins. The Ravens aren't a joke, dude. Um... That's my Super Bowl pick. I didn't have it until I saw them play the 49ers, but that's my Super Bowl pick. They're going to win the Super Bowl this year. That's fucking, they're good. They're so good, and I think they're pissed off. because They they know they're good, and no one's really giving them credit, I feel like. Uh, at least in that San Francisco game, they didn't give them, I guess uh, the Ravens were the underdog, and the Ravens said, uh-uh, no, we're not. And they just, I mean, they beat the hell out of the uh, the 49ers. And they really beat the shit out of the Dolphins this week. 56-19. to 19. Good Lord. Um, it is yesterday, right? What day is it? Uh, Bears over the Falcons, 37-17. to 17. Look at the Bears scoring some points there. The Texans over the Titans, 26-3. Who really cares? My Cowboys by the skin of their teeth, as they say, 20-19. to 19. Uh, Browns over the Jets, 37-20. to 20. Let's go ahead and look at the standings, see where everybody's at, see how it falls. Uh, man, the AFC East, pretty competitive. Uh, Dolphins at 11-5. and five. Uh, Bills right behind them, 10-6. and six. AFC West, 10-6 and six Chiefs. Broncos at 8-8, eight and eight, 500 ball right there. Um, AFC North, Ravens, 13-3. Browns, 11-5. You're probably laughing at me because I just picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. If, if you're a hardcore Ravens fans, you're like, yeah, we know. We already know. Um, <clears throat> AFC South, you got the Jags at 9-7. and seven. You got the Colts at 9-7. and seven. Uh, That win yesterday just pulled the Colts up, man. Uh, you got my Cowboy NFC East, Cowboys atop of the Eagles, 11-5. Eagles, 11-5. I don't know why we're listed first. I guess alphabetical. Uh, NFC West, you got the 49ers over the... Uh, uh, twelve and four. Sorry, I was saying it like it was a score. Uh, the Rams nine and seven. Forty nine ers still really good. 
they might take that lesson and, and run with it that they got from the Ravens. Uh, a Lions 11 and five. Uh, they're not going to be touched by the Packers at eight and eight in the NFC North. The NFC South Buccaneers eight and eight. The Saints eight and eight. There you go. There's the NFL in a nutshell. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one. NFL in a nut in in a nutshell. I like that. I just came up with that. That's what I'm gonna start calling it. Uh, I think I said a couple of weeks ago I wanted to call it sports of all sorts, but that's uh that's already a thing they do on a Dallas radio show. They call their segment when they talk about sports sports of all sorts. So I'm just gonna go NFL in a nutshell, NHL in a nutshell. What do we do for MLB? MLB in a I don't know. You got to come up with something with M. So there's three you can do. NBA in a nutshell, NFL in a nutshell, NHL in a nutshell. Baseball's got to be different. MLB in a map sack. There's, that's, there's no such thing as a map sack. Anyway, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. There's a nap sack, not a map sack. All right. Uh, moving on to NHL in a nutshell. <laughs> Uh, my Dallas Stars doing work Christmas, uh, excuse me, New Year's Eve doing work, uh, eight to one over the Chicago Blackhawks. And I noticed something. I don't know why I noticed it when I was watching the game last night, but I noticed something about the Stars. Um, we're kind of, uh, I don't know the right word to say we're kind of maybe pretentious we're kind of assuming when we get up like three or four goals we're just kind of assuming that the other team is just like well you know we're dead in the water so let's just kind of goof around and get through this game and we'll move on to the next one um I think the stars just from my outside, never played hockey, never coached hockey, never refereed in the hockey, can't really even skate. Just from my outside, ignorant perspective, this is what I see. I just think they they expect the other team to just kind of roll over and, you know, and, and then uh, the Stars just kind of get to play pity pat and kind of goof off. Not goof off, but just stay on top of uh, puck possession and, you know, just kind of wind the game down. Um, so then when we run into a team like Ottawa or the Panthers or, uh, well, we haven't really run away with a game with Vegas, so that doesn't count. Um, who else was I thinking? Um, well, really, I mean, any of our divisional rivals, um, any teams like that that have a lot of pride, I would throw the Oilers in there too. Any teams like that that have a lot of pride, they're not going to roll over. They're not going to let you have it, and they're going to keep fighting. So it's like we go up four, we kind of put it on cruise control, and then they start scoring and coming back on us, you know? And before you know it, it's like we can be up four goals in the first period, and, you know, we're just putting it on cruise control. By the second period, we're only up by one. <laughs> Going into the third, I, I don't know if this has exactly happened. I'm just trying to describe what I'm I'm seeing. But I saw it last night when we played the Blackhawks. We totally, even though we ended the game eight to one, we totally had it on cruise control. We told that first period we were just cruising, just passing, you know, our little passing plays in our defensive zone, 
just kind of letting their guys skate around and wear themselves out. That doesn't work on really good teams. And I think, I hope uh, the Stars realize that. If, if you have a team that's prideful, that's in it, that's trying to win the Stanley Cup, that's a competitive team to win the Stanley Cup this season, uh, they're they're not going to give in. They're not going to give up. They're going to keep coming at you. They're going to, you know, eventually score some goals if you're not on top of your shit. So it's like the only thing I can think of for the Stars is just to keep, I mean, keep that same game plan. I know the other team is changing and molding and changing it up to, to get in the game, to stay in the game with us. Um, but, yeah, we can't put it on cruise control. We cannot put it on cruise control. I saw that a little bit last night. It's like our players are, you know, sort of on certain plays placed in their positions on ice. Here comes a Blackhawks player. He just passes it over. You know, our player passes it to our guy that's open. Then they have another guy attack us. Well, that guy passes it over to one of our other. And it's just like our players are almost like stationary, you know, just doing these little passing plays to let the other guys wear themselves out. Yeah, that that's not going to work. Um I know Chicago is not really even in the running for um, for the playoffs. So, <laughs> you know, uh, let's go ahead and look at that, the standings here. Yeah, Blackhawks are last in our division. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of eight teams, they're eighth place. Um, I guess the... The Avalanche must have won last night, too. I'll have to look at some scores. Uh, so here's the Central Division. Uh, the, the Avalanche, that was the team I was trying to think of. I said the Oilers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you got the Avalanche at the top of the Central Division. You got the Jets right behind them. Old Ricky B ain't going away. And I love watching this, dude. This is like the best kind of drama for me. It's like ex-coach goes to a different team after the whole city pretty much except for a select few, we're just talking shit. Just talking shit on Rick Bonus, and he's not a good coach, and he's not an NHL coach, and he just used Monty's team to make it to the Stanley Cup final, and it's like, are you serious, bro? Like, he's still got to be the coach. He's still got to motivate. He's still got to come up with strategies. Like, what the hell are you talking about? This dude is a legit NHL coach, and look at him. Look at him right now. 35 games played for my Dallas Stars. 35 games played for the Jets, both with 48 points. Uh, Avalanche playing one, uh, two more games, actually, so that's good for us and the Jets. Uh, 49 points with 37 games. We're at th 48 points with 35 games. Uh, great news for us. But, yeah, dude, this is why I liked Rick Bonus. Not saying he's the best coach ever and he's some Scotty Bowman or anything, but, I mean... He's doing his job, you know, and, and a lot of what got him hate was, uh, and I don't blame him for this, when we would have a bad stretch or, you know, um, bad games or whatever, he would call out the players. Um, and not only he would, uh, upper management, I remember one time specifically, there was an article in the Dallas Morning News of... Uh, I can't remember. I think it's changed hands since then, the upper management. But one of our, I don't know, whoever it is, our GM called out Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, you know, our star players, for not doing what the hell they're supposed to. They're our star players, and they can't score a goal. They can't get an assist. They can, I mean, what the hell? 
Um, so that got Ricky B a lot of hate. Um, because I guess, you know, people in DFW, you can't mess with Jamie Benn or Tyler Sagan. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. If you're fucking up, you're fucking up. And, and the coach should call it out. You should not coddle these professional athletes making millions of dollars. You, you shouldn't coddle them. They're, they're at the top of their game. It's not time to be coddled anymore. That was Little League. That was, you know, back when they were younger. Then you could. Sure, whatever. But uh, yeah, now at this level, no, don't don't do that. That's that that enables players really if you start coddling them because they think everything revolves around them. And you know, oh, I had a bad game this game, and oh, you feel bad for fuck that dude. I don't feel bad for you at all. Play better, practice harder, whatever you got to do. And once again, take this with a grain of salt. Never coached in the NHL. Never played hockey. Unless I was on my feet on the street. Um, can't skate. <laughs> I have a decent shot. I think I have a decent wrist shot. From what I know from that rubber ball and my stick on pavement. I have a decent shot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. But that, that's just what I see. That's my outside perspective of the Dallas Stars. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the Pacific Division. The Canucks. Oh, my Lord, on top of the Golden Knights. Look at them. 49 points in 36 games. Golden Knights, 49 points in 37 games. Let's go, Canucks. Unlike football, I will root for other teams, and I'm rooting for the Canucks. Uh, they haven't had this kind of season. Look at their goals for. Goals for. It has to be the tops in the league. 136 Let's look in my division. 134 for the Avalanche. Okay, the Avalanche are pretty damn good, too. Um, Canucks, first place. Golden Knights, second place. Kings, Oilers, as it stands now. I'm looking for that goals four real quick. Uh, tops. Okay, the Red Wings have 132 goals. Uh, they're just not... I guess they can't play defense. Goals against 128. <laughs> Doesn't do you any good if you can't keep them out. Uh, Atlantic Division, you got the Bruins, the Panthers, the Maple Leafs, the Lightning. Uh, Metropolitan, you got the Rangers, Hurricanes, Flyers, Islanders. I would love to see the Rangers do something this season. I would love to see the Rangers do something this season. That would be wonderful. I am a Rangers fan. Um, yeah, dude, the Canucks have the best uh, goals for. Uh, 132 Red Wings. What did what did the Canucks have again? I, I have to look. 136 uh, goals against. Only 93 though. That's the difference. That's the key. And see, that's the way the Canucks have always been, man. They've always been a defensive team. Um, now that they're adding the scoring, dude. Those that combination. I mean, it's it's a classic combination. What can you do with that? How are you gonna stop that? We can stop. Your shots, we can stop you from scoring, and we can also put the biscuit in the basket. I mean, that's that's the best of both worlds. You know, the only thing that can foul up that um, little scenario is if you're bad at taking penalties. Then you're kind of fucked. You know, you're wearing your team down over and over, even if you don't get scored on. I mean, it's still a detriment. You still only have four guys out on the ice uh, doing a lot of work. You have four guys doing the work of five men. Um, so yeah, there we go. There's a little bit of hockey. There's a little bit of NHL in a nutshell. Cheers, everybody.
you know, I'm thinking about it now. NBA in a nutshell doesn't sound good. NFL in a nutshell sounds great. NHL in a nutshell sounds great because of the L. NBA in a something. I don't know. I'll have to figure out the other two. Anyway, uh, moving on on this early 2024 morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, we're going to do some New Year's Eve. I know it's past the Eve. It's already the day. We're going to do some New Year's Eve cocktails because I didn't think this out very well. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and go with it. How can I open this in a new tab? Where's the recipe? Where's the recipe? Get the sugar plum spritz recipe. Let's go ahead and do that. Open a new tab. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I forgot to sing my song. Ba 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 da ba ba da ba ba da. It's the first time I'm singing this in 2024. Ba 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 da ba ba da ba ba No, I don't wanna sign up for your website. Um, jump to recipe. This is the sugar plum spritz ingredients. Here's what you're gonna need: two tablespoons granulated sugar, a fourth cup simple soy rep. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. Four ounces plum wine, two ounces Luxardo maraschino cherry syrup. That sounds fancy as hell. Uh, one ounce fresh lemon juice, dash of Pashad's bitters. I don't know why that Pashad's always trips me up. Eight ounces dry pr- Prosecco, two plum slices. Dude, you don't hear... Now that I'm reading this, you don't hear a lot of plum cocktail recipes. I think this is probably... The first plum cocktail recipe I've ever done on this show. Almost six years of doing it. January 11th will be six years of doing this show every week. I haven't missed a week. Don't let iTunes lie to you. <laughs> um, they just go by uploads. They don't go by when the episode was recorded. I can't always uh, upload the episode in a timely manner. So sometimes it does come out on Monday. It shows that my show's bi-weekly, but it is not. For six years, I have not missed a week of this podcast. So, um, anyways, uh, here's how the hell you make it. The sugar plum. Yeah. Our first time ever doing the sugar plum or a plum in general. Uh, step one, spread sugar on a small shallow plate, pour simple syrup onto another small shallow plate, dip rims of two tall glasses in simple syrup, then roll rims and sugar, uh, holding glass at a 45 degree angle. Thank you for that very specific way to put the sugar on the glass. Step number two in a cocktail shaker, combine wine, cherry syrup, lemon juice, and bitters. Fill shaker with ice, cover, and vigorously shake until outside of shaker is very frosty. About 20 seconds. Uh, step number three, fill prepared glass with ice, strain cocktail into glasses, top with Prosecco. Step number four, dip skin of each plum slice into simple syrup, then gently roll in sugar garnish. Oh, you're sugaring the plum. Okay, that's cool. Garnish drinks with sugared plum slices. There you go. There's the sugar plum spritz. Uh, going, And this is from, by the way, delish.com. I think that's where all these recipes are going to come from. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, let's see. What do we got next here? Wait, what? This is... I'm just doing this one for the fact that it's confusing. Frozen hot chocolate martini. Frozen hot chocolate. Okay. I'm guessing you make the hot chocolate first and then freeze it eventually. How long does this one take? 
Let's go ahead and jump to recipe. This is from delish.com. Here's what you're going to need. Very easy, very basic. I like this. Four cups ice, four ounces Baileys, three ounces vodka, or depending on which commercial you're watching, vodka, uh, half cup hot chocolate mix, whipped cream, and chocolate shavings for serving. Wait, let me read that again. Half cup hot chocolate mix, whipped cream, and chocolate shavings for serving. Uh, here's how the hell you make it in a blender, blend ice, Bailey's vodka and hot chocolate until smooth. Add more ice as needed to thicken as desired. Uh, step two, pour into two glasses top with whipped cream and chocolate shavings. That's it. <laughs> I love the simple ones, dude. I'm thinking like so much more is coming. <laughs> it's just not, uh, it's awesome. Uh, there you go. There's uh, from delish.com. There's the frozen hot chocolate martini. Where was the? Did I miss the hot chocolate part? No, hot chocolate mix. You just put all that shit <laughs> in the blender with ice. Okay. Easy enough. Easy enough. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Frozen hot chocolate. Interesting. It's not really hot anymore, is it? It's just chocolate. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ooh, this one sounds kind of good. I might do it. Uh, cranberry apple sangria. Let's see if anything else uh, catches my eye. Campfire mules. Okay. The fact that this has roasted marshmallows as the garnish. I, I have, And one of them's on fire in this picture I'm looking at. This is delish.com, by the way. In case you missed that the first 10 times I said it. Uh, let's go with campfire mule recipe. How do they mix in marshmallows with the cocktail recipe? That's wild. Uh, let's see. No, I don't want to sign up for your article. Oh, it's going to make me sign in to read this one. Oh no, you're out of free articles. All right. Well, fuck delish.com then we need one more cocktail recipe. We're not getting that one. This one's from liquor.com. How about that? Did they think I wasn't going to go to a different website? Uh, let's see. Uh, porn star martini. What the hell? I don't even want to know what's in that one. Uh, espresso martini. We've done that one a million times. Champagne cocktail, dry martini, Manhattan. These are kind of classics here. Uh, raspberry Bellini, eh, Vesper. I've never heard of that one. Boothby. Okay, uh, let's look at this one. It kind of, okay, this pre-prohibition cocktail from William Boothby is essentially a Manhattan. That's what I was thinking. Topped with champagne. Okay, well, uh, no. We've done a Manhattan a million times. Uh, let's see. Tequila, espresso, martini. Jesus Christ, if you need to be drunk and wired. Uh, let's see. All right, yeah, let's do this one. Champagne holiday punch because, you know, you're going to have your friends over. You know they're going to want to drink. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Uh, this is from liquor.com. Champagne holiday punch. Let's go ahead and get to this recipe. Here's what you're going to need. One and a half cups of... Ginever, uh, Ginever, <laughs> I don't know how to say that one. One cup champagne, half a cup Cointreau, one cup club soda, three-fourths cup lemon juice, freshly squeezed. You better freshly squeeze it. Don't buy, the, buy that store-bought shit uh, pre-squeezed. Uh, half a cup simple syrup, eight dashes old-fashioned bitters, garnish pineapple slice, garnish star anise pods, anise, anise, uh, garnish grated nutmeg okay here's uh here's the steps here serves at least eight 
Add a large block of ice or two cups of ice cubes in a punch bowl. Add the Ginever, Ginever, champagne, Cointreau, club soda, lemon juice, simple syrup, and bitters into a bowl and stir gently to combine. Garnish with pineapple slices, whole star anise pods, and grated nutmeg. There you go. What the fuck is an anise? Star anise pod. I have to look it up. Star anise pod. What the hell is that? Okay, they kind of look like little dried flowers. Interesting. I wonder what flavor those add. The star anise pod, which is shaped like a star, has an average of eight points, each containing a single pea-sized seed. Huh. Flavor. Let's look up flavor. What kind of flavor do they have? Flavor. Uh, it is, it's a common ingredient in Chinese cuisine and has a sweet flavor that is similar to licorice. I thought licorice was bitter. Anyways, uh, that's what it is. Star anise pod. Um, that last recipe coming from liquor.com. As always, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a Lyft. Uh, be careful. Get a DoorDash. They'll bring it to you. Uh, just be safe out there. I love you all. Cheers. Okay, um, I only really have, damn, I'm already 33 minutes in. I only really have one video of the week here. Uh, I just thought it was kind of cool that we're trying shit like this. You know, technology, it can be bad. <laughs> you know, it can it can do a detriment to society, but sometimes you find those ones where it, it does a good thing. Uh, this is from, on X, on Twitter, at pictures, F-O-I-D-E-R, Foider, uh, firefighting drones in testing phase, dude. There's three drones. Uh, they have what I would perceive to be lines attached to them, running the water to them. But they're uh, this is it looks like it's over somewhere in Asia. Uh, but they're basically flying up and spraying off the this burning building, you know, this little practice building or whatever. There's a guy down on the ground flying it. I just think that's so fucking cool, dude. Like, there's certain things that are just going to, you know, certain technologies that are just going to change things for the better. I think this is so fucking cool. That's something, I mean, think of the manpower that would take to do what these three drones are doing. They're targeting basically one window at a time. There's one, two, three, four, five windows on fire. And they're basically targeting one window at a time all together and putting it out, uh, putting the fire out in each window. Dude, think of how much manpower that would take. You got to obviously get the truck there. Uh, you got to get the ladder there. You got to get the hose connected. You got to... And I know this; these drones take some work too. But <clears throat> this takes out any kind of... Um, I guess it's, it, it'll be saving humans, essentially. You know what I mean? Like people don't have to do that kind of tough work climbing up the ladder and spraying the fucking, I mean, I know they do it from the ground a lot too, but you get a, a building that's too high, you know, even the ladder can't reach. This is fucking awesome. And it's putting the windows that are on fire out in seconds. I mean, you got all three aimed at one window. Let's see how long this takes. They're all aimed at this window. Dude, I mean, once they start spraying the window, it takes under five seconds to put that flame out. And these are like roaring flames. Dude, this is so cool. 
man. All all the things you can do with drones. I, I know they can be bad. I, I know fucking... The only thing I can think the way they can be bad is <laughs> fucking paparazzi buying a drone to spy on their favorite celebrity or whatever. Yeah, that's fucked up, bro. I'm in my fucking birthday suit in my backyard in my mansion trying to take a dip and you're over <laughs> you're hovering over me with the drone. That's fucked up. Don't do that. Use it for good. Don't use it for evil, you know? That's the whole thing. Use your powers for good, not evil. Um, anyway, so I thought that video was cool. Um, that is at Pictures Foiter on Twitter. Uh, formerly Twitter, now X. Uh, so cheers, everybody. Let's take uh, take another drink. That's going to do it for me. It's really cold, which is making this even worse on my teeth. Super cold. But uh, I hope you guys have a good uh, New Year 2024. New Year, new you, all that good stuff. Um, do something different. Do something better this year. Improve your life. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything inspiring to say. I'm just going to finish my drink and shut the hell up. Cheers, everybody. All right, that's it. Um, woo! Damn. Oh, that got me. Right on time. Uh, yeah, be safe out there. I love you all. Happy New Year, everybody. Make it a good one. <clears throat> don't don't forget this is the first episode ever recorded, podcast episode ever recorded in 2024. Um, I will talk to you all, uh, I guess, later this week, Sunday. Um, I love you all. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. I'll talk to you all soon. Love you. Bye.